0: So today's topic, we are talking about rewriting your story, literally going from brokenness to breakthrough. This is one topic you don't want to miss. So stay tuned.
1: Welcome to Redefining You podcast, where we are on a mission to encourage and inspire purposeful people who are intentional about evolving and redefining themselves. All right. So today's topic, we talked about rewriting your story, oh, right? Rewriting your story. Brokenness to breakthrough. So before we dive straight in, I'm Noelle Lawhorn with Show and Sell with Noelle is my social media handles. I'm a real estate agent and daycare owner here in Charleston, South Carolina, and sitting next to me is this gorgeous queen. (laughs) Thank you.
0: I am Brittany Wright, also known as Be the CEO on all social media handles. So definitely check out your girl and follow me.
1: Please also beforehand, I know, you know, our team is going to be on it, but please make sure that you click and subscribe. And we'd appreciate any comments that you can do because we are going to dig deep in redefining you because this is a safe space. Like this is really going to be life-changing conversations and we would appreciate your engagement in it. And let us know, we care. Let's just put it that way. We're not just on here for us. We really, truly care about all of you. Right. All right, so diving into the topic for today. All right, it's so heavy, you can tell. We're like taking (laughs) deep breaths. It's really heavy. But number one, I want to start off just to make sure that I give you some credibility behind our topic that we're talking about today. So according to the National Council of Behavioral Health, 70% of adults in the U.S. have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their life.
0: I believe that. Like, we be going through it.
1: That's 223 million people. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Wow. On top of that, I still have more. The World Health Health Organization also said that 25%, there was a 25% rise in anxiety and depression that increased during the pandemic. Now that is one side that like, I absolutely believe. I've seen like, I mean, so many increases of like mass shootings, right. suicide, illnesses, illness right. that are outside of the pandemic, because I really feel like that moment in the pandemic is really that separation right. forced a lot of people to sit and sit with themselves. And right. it really led to some serious anxiety, some depression, some Absolutely. mental health issues and right. illnesses that we may not have ever diagnosed or dealt with before. So that's just pieces of the traumatic experiences that, you know, and stats that we wanted to talk about, but mostly traumatic events. And we don't want to just narrow it down to the pandemic because it's real, it happened to us. We all are still, we're in 2023 now. right? And we're all- Like feeling it. Yeah, We still feel something from it, the effects from
0: it. Families are just like slowly getting themselves back together and let's just be real. Yeah. A lot of divorces happened after.
1: Oh my God. Like
0: a lot of divorces, a lot of breakups. I don't know. I felt like a lot of people just being home in that one area with everybody there. Nobody had their outlets to go do other things like give them peace and whatever. It really tore a lot of people down. Yeah. And a lot of people dealt with a lot of mental issues. I know firsthand. Being a nurse, I got to not just only be in COVID, but see the effects of people, like their mental
1: health. So it really changed a lot of things. So that's how we got to our topic today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been three years, but those three years don't even feel like three years. Like, I mean, it seems like yesterday. 2020 was here yesterday. It almost feels like a couple months ago. On top of that, we're not just gonna say that that 70% of traumatic events are just in, in the perspective of the pandemic. But no, there's so many different types of traumatic events you can experience. Natural disasters, illnesses, death of a loved one, witnessing violence acts, divorce, breakups that we were talking about, domestic abuse. I mean, all different, adoption where you're dealing with being adopted and identity and family and abandonment issues possibly with that rejection. Yeah. It's just it's so much that we as a people are dealing with. And hopefully we, by coming to redefining you and being with us and staying tuned with us, we will somewhere along the way that healing journey, Absolutely, that journey to redefining yourself to become the best version of yourself. Right. That is our whole mission here today. Like right. we literally every day for the season, mm-hmm. you'll check us. You know, and that's all we really are passionate about because there's so much brokenness. Absolutely. Out there.
0: Absolutely. That's like most important. of my friends say, you just want everybody to be great. Absolutely. Yeah. I want everybody to be great. We want everybody to be great. We want everybody to be the best version of themselves. However, it starts with the you right now. Yeah. It starts with that aha moment.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that aha moment. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because for me... I'm a very like logical person. I'm very practical. I'm the planner of the group, very routine and regimented. And the aha moment for me came when I was so crushed and so torn. And one of the biggest things for me is like I'm spiritual, like my whole entire life, born and raised we were born and raised in the church, brought up in the church. And I always commit myself to being a person of like supernatural faith. I encourage everybody to believe outside of this world. Don't believe in the it's okay to believe in the small things like getting a parking spot. But let me tell you how God really moved. Like you can own that entire parking lot in the buildings and commercial space on there. Okay, that's me. That's right. It's supernatural (laughs) belief. And my brokenness, I realized I was so crushed in my spirit that I just remember that moment where I called you and I just, I was like, I don't know who I just started. And I'm just like, I don't know who I am anymore. This woman is looking at me in the mirror it's I don't even know. I was like, I don't know her anymore. I don't even know what to tell you about her. I have lost everything about myself. I just, I don't even have faith. And I just started crying because I was like, to say that out loud. Right, means it was real. It was so real to me. It was so real to me. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was just like, I don't have faith anymore. I don't even, never once was a question who I believe in or what I believe in. I believe in the Almighty and God Jehovah, but I didn't have enough belief to feel the urge or the need to get up out of bed anymore. Yeah. I just was like, and I remember saying, I have tell everybody to have big faith. We serve a big right. God. But I was like, but my faith has withered. I don't even have a mustard seed. I was like, I just remember my aha moment is I said, my faith is like a floss. It'll snap at any time right now. Right. And I can't go on like this. Right. And like, your response was everything. Do you remember what you said in that moment? I don't, because when I'm being a vessel, I'll be like, listen, I don't know what I said to you, but it wasn't me, it's the there. You're just like, I understand. Like, it started with this, that empathetic statement, and you're just like, I totally understand what you're saying, sis, and it's just like, you just need to sit for yourself for a moment. We just need to stop, and it changed from, it went straight into, I got you. We need to sit down. We need to take a moment and get with God. And we need to sit quietly so we can hear Him and figure out what is going on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I had no other response because I was like, maybe that's why I felt like my faith was on a false stream because I was like— uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> to how to have a listen. I don't know who's talking to me. I don't know where I'm going. I don't get out of bed. I remember having to call my mom and it's like, please come get my daughter because I can't get out of bed. Right. I don't know the last time I got up. Right. Like my business, I own my own business. And I don't know, I cut the phone off. I didn't care what my clients were doing. Listen, the plan was not to cross during this. But I'm just sitting here It's
0: so man because it was I just remembered that okay I'm gonna get it together but I just remember that moment I remember you calling and having that moment but I don't Mm -hmm. remember the response and sometimes like just knowing even when you don't know what to say but when when you're that one person that you're so close to doesn't have if you don't have the answer having Friends and people who are in your corner that can intercede for you, yeah, is so important in this moment,
1: yeah, because when true.
0: you can't even pick yourself up to know that, like, even in, because we were going through this at the same time, right? Like, we were going through our brokenness at the same time, and so to know that I had those words, and I know it had to be God given them because I'm like, I don't remember that's the it. words, that's <laughs> but. The fact that I was able to give that to you and say, girl, we got to walk this together because we a hot mess, But yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. Yeah. And not everybody has that. I know. And that's the part that I feel like where we're coming in with this podcast, that we're able to be a safe space, give yeah. our journeys and give some resolutions to some problems on where you really go with
1: this because let me tell you when you're at that point some, you just don't know yeah. sometimes what to do. There, there was no aha in that moment. Right. It didn't happen then. Right. What happened then is I went there's somebody else in this world that is going to make sure that I get out of this bed tomorrow. Right. And without that moment I wouldn't have made it. Right. Because I couldn't make it. Right. I was torn to the point where I couldn't I, I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. It was, I wasn't me. I couldn't even identify who I was. Just that piece of advice. And like she's saying, it's just like, to know that other people don't have someone to call and be able to say, I'm at my broken point. Right. And if you are listening, if you are watching, if you are at that point, we gave our social media handles Just write us, we will listen. Like literally we will listen. We may not know the words to tell you in the moment, but we will listen and hopefully after that, we could say or encourage you or inspire you to take some step to save yourself. But yeah, the aha moment, the brokenness, eventually led to a breakthrough moment where I did sit still I took your advice and I just sat there but I had to sit there and go I had to accept and embrace that I was no longer the Noelle that I knew right I was no longer her she did she at this moment of time she didn't exist right that's when the breakthrough started because I really I can't go on any further. I have a little person that is looking for me to continue to live for. Right. And yeah, it just that's when it happened. The breakthrough happened for me after recognizing and accepting and embracing that I am broken to the point where it's, it, it's no going back. It's either I save myself now and push forward, right. or I'm done at right. this point, and that's it. And if we can stop and catch somebody in that moment and help them go forward, right. because that's the truth. I mean, that's what a breakthrough is. A breakthrough, literally definition of a breakthrough, is something that changes the course of your life. <laughs> it is the, it's the <laughs> aha moment that happens where you just realize things cannot stay the way that they are. Right. And they will also never be the same for me again. Right. And that's what I recognized when I finally got up the next day and I looked in the mirror and I was like, whoever that Noelle is, she can't live here anymore. Right. She's got to go. Right. And I have to do whatever it takes. Right. to either get back to my old self or be able to look this new Noelle in the face and help her right. get to a better space. and. Right. That was my moment. I am loving this,
0: you know, because well, she's on
1: fire with a lot of things.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I still have to tell her to sit down, though. Have a seat. Oh, yeah. Because she'd be... I'm a working holiday. Right. So at the end of the day, like, I think I always say, you know what I would say, the grass is greener on the other side. For sure. Whenever you put yourself first. Yeah. Uh, to think about my broken brokenness at the time or my breakthrough moment, I literally was building Jim Wow. I was building Jim fit, and I was doing a lot of personal development. Right. And in the personal development, it made me look at a lot of things about myself and what I needed to do to get to where I was going. Right. And from there, I was like, man, there's some things that's about to go. It's some things that's about to leave. I sure hope I'm ready for it. And I mean, a lot of things. I literally walked through divorce. And with walking through that, I didn't know that was coming. But it began to happen because of who I was starting to become. Right. And granted, walking through th- through those moments, I figured out my brokenness. Right. But I also had a breakthrough at the same time. And going through the breakthrough led me to sit still, which also led me to figuring out who I was and who I was supposed to become. Right. And I kept using those terms of, man, who am I supposed to become to get to where I'm going? Right. And so... In that, I had to sit still. And that's probably why I was able to give those words to you, because I had to sit still to figure out where I was. Where am I beginning at? Who is this right now? You're walking through all these parts that are moving through your life. You don't even understand what's happening. What is happening to me? Like sometimes you just get in this moment of what is happening to me? Things are moving around me. Things are coming towards me. Things are moving away. People are walking away more people are coming. I have no idea what's even happening in life right now. Right. And it took me to really slow down and to sit, be still and really hear from God. Yeah. And from there, if you won't hold my hand, I'll show you exactly who you are. Right. And I'll take you exactly where you're supposed to go. And it's much greater than this. The thing is, I had this desire and I had this burning inside of me that said, mm-hmm. there's more and I wasn't going to stop until I got to that more. Yeah. And so I was like whoever got to go, whatever has to go, wow. whatever people, whatever things cuz I need to become the best version of me. And when I started like becoming intentional about that, yeah, life changed. And that was that breakthrough moment. Yeah. Life changed and it's, it's never been the same. I right. tell you it's been much better. So, just moving past to that right. to that thing. So I feel like I literally went from like a revelation and then that aha, and then started moving into this identity part. Who am I right now? And I think we like to tie a lot of our identity to what we do.
1: Oh my God. You know?
0: For if sure. you like really literally sat down and said, who am sure. I? You'll start listing off your roles. Take your roles out of it. Who are you? Right. And I know that's when like when we both jumped into therapy. Right. And our therapist had asked that, asked both of us that question. We're like, I'm a mom, I'm a nurse, Shortest.
1: entrepreneur. She's like, oh, who are you? Oh my god. That was
0: a question I know we
1: both stumbled. I cried. That was my actual breakdown. Ugh. So when we talk about breakthrough, that was right. my breakdown moment. Right. She asked me, and I do it now, and I ask people that I meet and I'm supposed to pour into and right. I'm being a vessel and I'm walking in my purpose. And that's one of the questions that I ask them is, who are you? Take away the roles, take away the statuses. Who are you really? And like you said, everybody. I'm a realtor, I'm a mom, I'm a software engineer, right? You're whatever, it's the first things we rattle off. But then we stumble to be able to identify with who we are Individually, right? Who we are inside of us, right? We'll talk later about core values. You don't want to miss that conversation. But I just remember crying and crying and crying. And she, my therapist, was looking at me like, the intake is over. So (laughs) I'm just going to let you get it all out. And this is virtual, y'all. So there's no tissue. I'm not even getting up. I'm just like, snotting. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, Lord, I don't know. That's. You're making me ask the question that caused me to call, place the phone call to you. But I didn't, that revelation hadn't hit me. That is what I was doing when I got up the next day and looked in the mirror and said, I have to get to the other side of this. I got a little speckle of hope left in me that I know I got a greater calling and a greater purpose here on this world, in this world and on this earth. And if I can just find that, But like you said, it is the stillness. Every bit of it comes from the stillness, the silencing of all the noise around us. It is all the distractions, the social media, the events, family functions, work. We're working 40 to 60 hours a week. Right. right? And like even more, I'm in real estate. Yeah, right. 80. Okay. 90. Right, Um, like it's just slowing the appointments and the extracurricular activities that our kids do to wanting to do girls trips and have girlfriends and be in relationships and want to date, be married and then cook and be healthy. Oh, and work out and health and wellness is important. All of these things like a calendar of events in your life is just tick, tick, tick. And that's what it feels like. And all of that is all consuming until the point where you get still enough to go, hold on one second. I can't keep operating at this five percent and everybody's getting this five percent of me. I am broken and I would love to give a hundred percent. I would love to be able to offer a hundred percent to those that I love and I care about, right? But I can't even offer that to myself. Right. I don't even know who I am. Do right. you offer that? Right. Right. And so that's when that breakthrough moment happens, and that happened for me in therapy with that question. It stumped me enough for me to be like, "This is why I started. Right. My, this is the th- whatever we are about to do. You have a hundred percent of my participation right. in this because I can't answer that simple question, and I'm what I consider a strong-willed and minded person." I got nothing left. Right. And from then on, that revel, like you said, that revelation moment happened. I didn't ignore the red flags and stuff that were going on in my life, and that led me to that question: Who are you? Led me to I must change the course of my life, and I have to rewrite the story. Right. All of those things from the past, they have to, they have to stay back there. They have to, it, they will address them. As needed through therapy, through healing, getting on a journey towards wholeness and being happy. But right now, I can only commit in this moment to having enough hope, enough faith to rewrite my story.
0: Right as you said this, I'm just thinking like I am not supposed to cry during this podcast. <laughs> it's deep, but it's deep because it's. Because we have moved past a lot of this and we're able to talk about it now and we're able to reflect on it, but it just makes me think of so many, some friends and people that I know that are actually like walking through this now or walking through the point of they're starting to get rid of people. They're realizing they come first. And from it took those moments of, like you said, sitting still, getting rid of the distractions. And when I started doing that, I personally, I got in touch with God. So with that being, I found revelations in everything. And every people who know me, I tell my tea analogy, but he literally gave me this revelation that changed everything in my life. Yeah. And literally, I like to drink hot tea in the morning. So drinking hot tea, I wanted I wanted a lot of tea, but I put it in this small cup because the cup said, I'm a gold digger. And that day I was feeling like I'm a gold digger. I was about to knock out all the things, my to-do list. Right. And so I really wanted to drink from that because that was like an affirmation for me starting the day. However, I was like, man, all this tea is not gonna fit in there, but I still did it anyway. So I put the tea in there, put my lemon in there, put my honey, whatever. As you, as I started filling this cup up with all the things that I wanted and I needed, right. the tea started to overflow. Right. The tea got everywhere, on the counter, on the floor. I'm like, man, and right in that moment, I got two revelations. One, when you're birthing something great, you need a bigger environment sometimes you're sometimes the environment you're in is too small and you need a bigger environment so guess what you're gonna have to be moved so sometimes when it's made for you to be god is pushing you to move where you are you're fighting it because you're comfortable
1: you always say comfort kills callings every time comfort will kill your calling it will kill the purpose it will kill your motivation everything stagnation complacency all of those words go in alignment with being comfortable right there's no growth there's not my point
0: exactly so the tea couldn't go anywhere it went outside the space because it needed a bigger environment to be birthed to to grow and to do all the things was supposed to absolutely the other revelation i got was when you fill your cup up with all the good things that you need everything starts to overflow so the people around you start it. to get your overflow people right. always say why are you so happy or you come to work happy or you come here and you we just see your light you're yeah because i fill me up first right and i had to learn that like you said before when you're broken you're not filling yourself up okay. you people are constantly taking. and i'm not saying you have to be broken for that it's just after a while you can become broken because so many people are taking because you're always giving and filling the needs of everybody else but yours. So therefore, I had to learn to reverse it. Same thing We're a mom, like a mom, a nurse, constantly giving, constantly serving, you are giving to your point of depletion. When my cup is halfway full, I'm like, oh, stop. Yep. I can't give no more. Right. My cup has to be filled before I can fill anybody else
1: up. Absolutely. And if
0: mine's filled, I'm not even thinking about filling anybody else's up. They're just automatically getting the overflow from me filling myself up. I love that. And when you start doing that, you start paying attention. You start becoming more intentional about what you want to do for you. Yeah. And when you become more intentional about what you want to do for you, your world changes. And when your world changes, then your environment changes. When your environment changes, then your proximity changes. That means the people around you will change. That means the conversations you have will change. Absolutely. So just get ready for change. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's the one thing that's constant, first of all. It's going to happen. But it's the one thing that's going to help you to grow. Growing is not easy. Right. But ultimately, that is redefining you. You yes. are taking what your story used to be, and you're rewriting it, and you are becoming this new being. Right. I mean, I'll go on extension all day. You
1: know. No, I- that's so <laughs> deep. But- tap, tap in. So y'all have to, do like, that's our thing, right? Because we do like video chats and stuff, and we tap the camera lens, we can tap the mic, right? Right. We tap, tap in. That means right. you're on it right now. Like these, the bars that you're dropping are literally like, like revolutionary bars, like they these are life changing things that we're saying, and we don't mean to be cliche or anything. But listen, when you start on this journey, you'll realize like some of those old things, that old sayings and things, right? They have meaning, they, got me. they have real true meaning. <laughs> they really mean. Like, a, a growth is uncomfortable. <laughs> Let me tell you, you oh. got to get uncomfortable to grow, man. Listen. But I'm telling you, the questioning, all of your questioning, your perspective and your interpretations of life and the events that led up to that and the traumatic events that you've experienced. That's what rewriting your story is. It's saying, even though I can't ignore the red flags of what happened to me. Right. But I also have to separate myself from that was a problem, was a past mistake. That was someone else's mistake. That was my mistake. That was a past event that happened to me. However, that is not my identity. Right. That is not who I am. That's not why I exist. Right. It happened. Right. But it's not who I am anymore. And that moment allows you to redefine yourself. Right. they're moments. They're moments. They're moments. And And they last a moment. They last a moment. They're temporary. Ooh, don't get me quoting. Romans eight, <laughs> eight and eighteen. I was going to say eight and eighteen. Eight and eighteen. I'm just going. I'm not even going to misquote it today. But I want you to go look that one up because that is going to say literally, like these temporary moments. There's no way to look at and compare these temporary moments to the glory that is to come later. Right. And so that was. The revolution, the revelation moment that I had when I stared Broken Noel in the mirror, when I stared her in the face, that's what I realized. I have enough hope to believe that I can rewrite this old chapters and these old pieces of me. It's time for a new journal. It's right. time for a new book. It's time for a new chapter of my life. And I must be committed to this. Right. And whatever it takes in this moment is what I'm going to do is what we have to do it's what we encourage you to do because redefining yourself gives you an opportunity to find purpose and meaning in life right where you are in your brokenness in your torn spaces in in feeling like the whole world suffering through anxiety suffering through depression maybe it's suicidal thoughts wherever you are where whatever's space you're in, whatever mental capacity that you have, whatever's in your cup, just know that when you redefine yourself, you get an opportunity to pour back into it the goodness. You get to pour back into it purpose and mission and motivation right? and reflection. And there's just so much identity, self-worth, self-love. Right. You get to pour all of this stuff in there till like you said, it overflows. Right. until the chapters of the past are no longer the most prevalent thing in your mind. Right. It is, where am I going to next? Where am I going to in the future? What can I look ahead of? Because right. it's day by day. Absolutely. It is so day by day. There are a lot of day by day things. Hour by hour, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the days were really long then.
0: But however, like you said, this is, for me, this was the moment between sitting by myself, but really, this is where that tight circle mattered. It wasn't about the quality. I mean, the quantity of people, it was about the quality of people that I had. I that. And with the quality of people, like like just like when you called me, when I needed to call you, I needed that one person to be like, it, not just it's okay, yes, I needed that too, but however, how were we gonna work through this? And how could I get through this? And there's days that you gave me many things, I'm sure that you don't remember, or let's sit and think about this. But I think the most important thing of just having those few people, because a lot of people, let me just be real, when you go to them, they're gonna give you opinions off of their perception. Your perception is your reality. Let's just be real right. about it, right? And so some people may not understand what you're walking through and what you're going through or the fact that you're even redefining it. Right. There's so many people that have not read Refound themselves or refined themselves and actually gone after
1: the one thing that they really wanted to. Yeah. Like they've just settled. Ooh, now that word. I'm a, look, I'm gonna shit. That word <laughs> makes me settled. uncomfortable. Settling. Settled. And yeah. I
0: wasn't okay with settling. Granted, this was uncomfortable and what I was walking through. I knew there was more, and I knew that I had to do more. I just had this desire that I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I don't know what I gotta lose. I don't know what I gotta gain, but I just know I gotta get there. And so within that, I wasn't willing to settle. So therefore, that made me really have to still sit with myself and and become disciplined in a lot of things. I was like, okay, we're gonna get a routine. We're gonna work out. Yes, you work out, but now we're gonna work out harder. Now we're gonna get accountability partners. Now, and what you always said, You ask for kingdom connections. Correct. And so with kingdom connections, it was literally, okay, my accountability partners, you'll be connected to the kingdom. Because now that is connected also to my purpose. Absolutely. Because we're all connected together. And so that's the word I really believe is intentional. got intentional about a lot of things. Absolutely. And got disciplined. Disciplined about a lot of things to move forward in this. Yeah. And that's where the really sitting down and answering those hard questions about identity and who I was at the time and becoming who I needed to and writing down. So journaling was a big thing for
1: us. Oh my gosh! Huge it was everything
0: thing for us as we were walking through this journey.
1: Still is. Look. Right. These <laughs> might be notes, but look, these are pages since November. Right. Okay. This is just a couple of months. It's all right. captured here. Uh, right. The months of thought. Like two months of thoughts, is right here. Right. And, and this is like Yeah, it's a lot. Right.
0: No, journaling, journaling helped because journaling allowed you to write all that you felt. So granted, yes, we got into therapy and shout out to our therapist. Like Kim, she knows exactly who she is.
1: Advocations counseling.
0: Yes, we like hands down amazing therapists who really helped us get to the identity of our core, finding out what our core was and and thinking about all the things that we had gone through and why we went through and just connecting them. And we'll talk about that soon too. But I think between that and that sitting and journaling, Journaling allowed us to, if you were angry that day, to write it out. Without having to go and yell at somebody, you could write it out, and then you're like, oh, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I was sure. like, I journaled eight yeah. pages today, right. but I feel so much better. It allowed you to get out all your feelings that you felt. Mm-hmm. Whether you were mad at what you went through, and why you went, whether you were mad at God. Cause there was days, that I was like, listen. Tap in. I didn't know I was about to go through this, and you didn't tell me all of this.
1: I <laughs> prayed that you put us together in marriage and now it's ending. Now it's ending. Like, What's up with that? Oh, I just bought a new house. What? I just
0: built a brand new house that I waited for. And now we're oh like, God. now this has happened. Like, what?
1: where'd this come from? I prayed for reconciliation and we didn't reconcile. <laughs> and now we back out the door. Yeah, we, like, what, was your, what? <laughs> what is really going on Listen. here and then Girl, I'll do, uh, y'all gonna catch that story later because <laughs> when sin- that moment happened, God was like, Girl, child, yeah, child, like, girl, don't you dare question anything. I can't right. get the desires of your heart. What, right? <laughs> I was like, This sense ain't sense. It. This is not what I asked for, this is not
0: what I signed up for. Check my parents' house, this is this don't feel good, however, it was. Having those journals to scream and yell at. Oh, my God. And then work through them. And then as time went on and we got excited about being in the next journal and the next phases of our life, you go back and you reflect. You're like, ooh, she was angry. But however, seeing your growth, like, it just worked and it just helped. So
1: shout out to that journaling. I'm telling you, (laughs) shout out to journaling. But I think for me, when my story start into my healing journey, my transformation journey to redefining myself, it did the action because that was one thing about me with picking the therapist is right. I needed somebody who's going to give me assignments, take home things. Right. I'm a person of action. My love language for two. Right. And I need to feel like I'm doing and contributing something in order to feel like I'm participating and right. a part of it. Right. And so, I just recall, she told me to start journaling, and I'm like, so, me, way. okay? This is, It's the same <laughs> night that Jesus had to slap me in the tub, okay? But I yeah. decided to get in the tub, and I got bubble bath, I got candles all around the tub. Right. I put the child to bed early. Ran really? her like a dog outside, y'all, so she go to bed early. Get food and go to bed, right? And then, got in the tub, I had really soft music playing, probably like jazz or something playing in the background. And I get in the tub and I'm like, all right, let me get my journal. And I don't know, the thought process is get in the tub and journal. So I'm gonna soak in this tub and then I'm gonna start journaling. I will, I promise y'all, I still have this journal. And one day I will bring y'all my transformation journal. All I did was doodle circles. And then when I realized what I was doing, I then started making dots for eyes and a nose, <laughs> and the mouth was like a zigzag, right? But let me tell you, so in that moment, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't even know what the purpose of this is, right? So I pushed it aside and I sit in the tub, and now I got my wine and everything. So I tried to, before I drank the wine, I was trying to get my thoughts out on the paper like she had instructed me to do. Girl bye. And so I was too ashamed when she asked me, okay, how did the drolly go? Look at the face I drew. <laughs> Never, right. Artistic is not mine, babe. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I was a, three months ago, I realized, I was like, if I go back and open... I still have that page in my journal. If I go back and open that page in the journal, now in the healed and whole version of myself, I can now look back at that page. And this is a reflection of my thoughts where, where at that time. Mm-hmm. This is showing me and defining what headspace I was in at that time. And it brought me to tears because I was like, I couldn't even get a clear thought across on paper. So cloudy. Because my mind was racing. And I did, and the next session opened up and my therapist tells me, use your left hand and write a statement of grace to yourself. Right. And for God reason, apparently I'm a process person on, it takes a little moment sometimes to kick in. My math don't be math at all the time. (laughs) right and so my process don't be processing sometimes it's very slow and it took me a moment to realize why is she having me do this exercise to write with a left hand that made me uncomfortable and that I can't really do or read to write myself a statement about giving myself grace right and lo and behold a few months into this journey and really doing some gut-wrenching work, inner work within myself, I realized grace is all I could stand on. And God's grace is sufficient and it is sovereign and He is merciful and faithful. I was angry. That is what my journal doodling showed. I was angry, I was frustrated, I was confused, I was broken, I was crushed in spirit. I was lost and I couldn't even express any of that. And I needed grace. I needed to offer myself grace. I needed to take this one. This journey had to be one day at a time. Right. And I could have given up and never journaled after that. But I decided I have to participate in this. This is about me. This is only about me. Yeah. My wife is sitting in her bedroom sleep, but at the same time, I am still redefining myself for me. Yeah. And what I need to do here on this earth. My yeah. story isn't over. I'm young. I still got a lot more life to live. And so what that I'm separated and soon to be divorced, right? right? In that moment. And so what that I'm a single mom living off a commission and not a nine to five job with con- consistent and structured, and so what? Right. But in that moment, I couldn't, so what? Right. I could only, those. that was my reality, that was clouding my thoughts and my judgment, and I couldn't process it in the moment. I needed to talk to somebody to help me process all of that, and that's what therapy offered me. That's what connections, Kingdom Connections offered me, having somebody to talk to, to be able to say, girl, did you turn Because Kim didn't like what I did. And, and we laughed about it, but then later on, it was like, now, of, later on, it was like, now I understand the importance of it. I understand the grace, everything in the journey, it all made sense later right. for me, because right. then I understand I understood why I needed to give myself grace. Because if I did, when I was rewriting that story and I had to go back and revisit the past event, events and those traumatic events and situations, I could get caught in those emotions. I can get caught in those feelings that were reactions to those events, but I had to stop because right. the fact of the matter was, just like you said earlier, those were temporary. Old things that had passed away and God was doing something new in my life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I had to embrace that. Right. And I had to accept those things. And the only way to do that was to issue grace because I wasn't perfect. Right. I was still perfect, imperfectly or perfectly imperfect right. in that moment right. and struggling. And new doesn't always
0: feel good. Like, you, we get excited a lot of times for a lot of things new, like everything new, <laughs> yes, but it's like, new don't always feel good. That's like elevation. It does not always feel good because you've never been there. So you have no idea what's happening. Therefore you that. are literally walking by faith. And walking by
1: faith is walking blind, <laughs> literally. Literally. Like, it's uncomfortable. It is. You tapped into it a few minutes ago about having to leave people behind who who couldn't go on the journey with you. Can't go. There's so many people that I call it pruning Mm -hmm. season, right? It was. It feels like, without the spiritual aspect of it, it literally feels like you are being and you are having to sit still. This is that still moment and you're having to sit still. You can't call on the same people. Or for me, sometimes I can recognize the pruning season because I feel like things that I'm saying to people is, I don't know, in foreign language sometimes, or it's like (laughs) bouncing off the wall and I'll be looking in their face and I'm like, they're so confused. And like, I am very direct in what I'm saying. Like, I'm very clear. I just have to learn that in, in that pruning season, my presence my voice who I am isn't assigned to those people and they can't go on the journey of where I was headed to and it was that moment of deciding in that mirror and sitting in that chair in therapy where I went I have to decide to do better for me and then the pruning and that's where the grace was needed because some of those people were family and they didn't understand like you're always at the events. You're always, oh, I can always call on you to come out with me. Right. Some of them were good friends. I mean, right. childhood, right. lifelong friends. Right. But yeah, printing season. Like, they can't go. Everybody can't it's go with just,
0: you. It's so funny because, like, I do, I literally know, like, people are going through this right now. And I'm so glad that we went through what we went through to be able to identify because I love to help people in this place because that place is When you've been friends with somebody for so long and these people that, you know, you thought you were so close to. Let me tell you something. I think I heard B. Simone said this the other day. She's like, if I want to stay with my family and if I want to stay doing the same things I was doing, I wouldn't be where I am today.
1: Absolutely.
0: And sometimes it has to become about you. And we're so used to giving and being there for any and everybody else. We forget there to be be there for ourselves. And being there for yourselves means getting rid of the things and people that can't go with you. And it doesn't feel good. However, it's got to happen because I look at it as as you or me. And it's always going to be me. It's always going to be me. But I had Mm. to get to that place to realize and look. Anybody who call me out, I'm like, mm, we'll see how that fits in. It either yeah. fits in my life or it doesn't fit in. And I am a person of peace. And if it doesn't, if you if it doesn't come with peace or it doesn't come along with the journey that I'm on, then it's a no. However, like it takes time to get there. It takes time to build up there. So that pruning, yeah, that pruning is much needed.
1: Yeah, plucking it out. It's clearing your th- so that you can get some level of clarity in your life. Right. Some level of you get the focus, you get the foundation, foundation of, stability, yes, right? Of sit for a moment, like, Oh my god, think so, about Jesus, like he's seated at the right hand of the Father, he right. is seated, right? Have a seat, have a seat, then but you begin
0: be. right. But I didn't mean, to cut you off, but then you begin to build that solid foundation to begin building other things, correct? Intentional things that you want,
1: yes, so redefining yourself. Redefining you. We're out. Check us on our next episode. But we hope that encouraged and inspired, even if it's just one person today. So right. we are committed and we are consistent, but mostly we are assigned and attached to right. helping you redefine yourself.